Uh, welcome to another episode of Get Bessos, the tale of Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Penny. And I'm trying to think of a new way to do this because it's a lot to cover, but basically they were two uh, rich uh, American uh, department store founders. Uh, th- this takes place way after that fictional, this is total fiction, just in case you're, you know, uh, totally made up, but just similar, you know, all that was warning stuff. Uh, but they ended up becoming best friends while they had a little bit of a, possibly a layover in purgatory or uh, the other limbo or something like that. And they were there hanging out. There was There's not much to do there. And they're where they were. Uh, and they were getting papers delivered months later. Wow. And, and they, they, so they decided to come to Earth, sneak out of limbo. Come to Earth and mess up uh, Jeff Bissos's career or his business because they thought, well, he's the one who destroyed department stores. Uh, that was season one. They tried to get get down here and do some stuff. Ended up didn't you know they ended up befriending him. It's all those great stories of t- tales of uh, you know vanilla vanilla. Uh, what do you call it? Whatever softer versions of tales of vengeance end up being tales of friendship. You know when it's a bedtime story. So they became friends. Now, the non-bedtime story part was they took over Hell. Well, I guess it still is because they said, hey, can't we? Well, Hell got closed. The Hell of uh, Judeo-Christian, Roman, you know, the one uh, Dante and Virgil and all of them talk about, that got closed down. And so Jif, Richard Warren, Sears, and James Cashpenny, they were, well, also... The Supreme Being is on sabbatical, we think. You see, aren't you? Yeah, well, come on. I can't answer all these questions. I'm trying. This is just what happened. To, this is just not even the. And so they took over a place called Hell 2.0. Well, they were calling it Hell 2.0. You know, that's what people were doing two or three years ago. And they were running it. And they said, hey, can we make this better for everybody? You know, make it so that it helps humans instead of. And when the adjustments they made had an impact on humanity they didn't expect, which was kind of wiped out most of humanity. So that was a downside. Upside was the remaining vestiges of humanity ended up coalescing this one community. Now, this is where the time frame gets fuzzy, but the community ended up being so well run. And again, I don't have any details on this. But it was like a near utopia. So when they got back to, you know, see how things were going to hell 2.0, they said, well, we don't have anyone coming in, you know, because we're almost out of humans. And then the the few humans we have left are living in this near utopia where, you know, if it's a near utopia, you're not making a lot of, I don't know, again, you see, geez, I got to get, I got to get some experts in here. But, you know, obviously, if they heard this podcast, they say, no. Uh, but so then they said, well, let's go check out. So Richard Warren Sears and James Cashman, said, well, because then the council that's running things while the Supreme Being is on vacation or sabbatical, I uh, said, you know what? Since you don't have any customers down there in Hell 2.0, we're just going to get rid of it. You know, reassign the employees. Non-employees will get, you know. And so they said, well, we don't want that. We want to keep out, you know, some some sort of, because they like their teams, you know. So they said, let's go to this near utopia and find out what's really going on. 
see if we can track down some sinners for hell. You know, that maybe they're hiding them or something. So that's how the season started. Whoa, boy. Good thing this is a podcast to put you to sleep, huh? Uh, you know, this is, that's a technique I use, you know. It's called uh, double senseless exposition, de-exposition. Uh, de well, no, it's not de-exposition. Double de-exposition, I guess. Uh, but so this season, James Cashman and Richard Warren Sears, not much has happened. They got to get Bessos. That's the name of the utopia. And the utopia is kind of like not super key. You know, they say they take their time, you know, assimilating outsiders. So they went through a quarantine. Then they pretended they were method actors playing Richard Warren Sears and James Cashpenny. And now they're working on a show, a play. And that's where we kind of left off. They did some auditions and they were getting ready. You know, they were gearing up for, uh, for doing this play, and Richard Warren Sears is kind of being the playwright. Uh, but the auditions weren't going so hot because they kind of, there was some mild, something like conflict, mild disagreements. Uh, so they said, geez, we, because we, they, well, I don't want to talk about underlying interests. So that's it where we last left off ish. Uh, so here's another episode of Get Bessos. Hiya. Uh, hey, everybody, this is your narrator here. I'm, I'm here in uh, best reporting. I, well, I guess I'm not a reporter. I'm a narrator. What am I doing? But I'm here. We're here in the courthouse now. I, I usually don't don't enter here when there's just been, you're a little bit late. There's just a little conflict. And I know when I look at Scooter's notes, it always says, what is the conflict? And then he says, well, that's, not, you know, and I say, what you say? I'm just the narrator. You're the writer. So can you... But somehow he got here after the conflict, so he's going to be a little peeved. But it wasn't, you didn't miss much. Uh, what happened was, and this might, might, if you remember last episode, so they were talking about getting medical staff in to, to, to audition real medical staff. And then Richard Warren Sears said, well, you know what, I'd like to bring in Anya was their consultant, and they said, he said, I'd like to go to a visit to this. I'd like to see some medical facilities. And he said, you know, can you bring in? A, and then James said, well, she said, I don't see. At first he was, you know, James, he thinks a lot. And then he said, well, I don't see the downside because he was thinking, I know as a narr- this particular style of narration, I'm not supposed to look in the brains. But I, I couldn't, I had a little tempt. I, I had a little temptation as a, because they say, well, are you omniscient? And they say, well, listen, let, I, let's not did I had a little peeky-poo in his brain. And he said, well, geez, this is a good little idea because I can gather some information about this society. So he said, Richie, that's a great idea. And then I think I was supposed to do this for brevity's sake, not because of the conflict, but I seem to be. But so he said, let's 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 get a tour of the quarantine in the medical facility because they said, well, it's an essential part of the play. And then they brought in Anya and she kind of like was like, OK, she was doing some uh, active listening and saying, OK, so you want this is going to add. And then she said and then a lot. But Richard, you know, he said, well, I can't tell you that part of the play, you know, to spoil it. And she said, let me see if I could get clearance. And then James was doing, or Richard was doing a lot of yelling, you know, because she was gone for a while. 
And then she came back, just, just, you, that's the part you just missed. She said, listen, I can't get clearance for this. So I'm afraid there's no clearance to get a, a tour of, uh, of things. And so Richard was very, he seemed very, he said, you know, he was doing a huffing and puffing. And even James was like, this is straight, you know, and then, and he said, I'm just, I'm just your, I'm just trying to do my job here, guys. And so they really seemed pretty, both seemed pretty irritated. And then they talked forever. James was mostly like, I don't get it. Why? He seems very worried and many levels. Again, non-approved peek into his brain. Uh, he does seem worried about, you know, is this, you know, he's got a layer of metaphysical dread that none of this is real and that he's in purgatory still. I, I wouldn't be narrating it clearly if that was the case, but anyway, he doesn't know that. And then also a layer of, well, this is odd. We don't really meet that many people in this society. Why aren't we? And then Richard's just more focused on, why can I need to get to this corner? But he was so upset. Then James said, well, I got to calm my buddy down. And I think they did this in another episode. Maybe that's why I said, well, listen, I'm not going to turn on the old, I actually have a narration hat. So I was observing without the narration hat on. That's how I could violate the terms of my narration hat, which is no brain peeky-poos. So now I have it on because they're recording me. If it, writers never talk about how this works, you know. They always say, oh, it's a rewriting and struggling and first person. They, they don't talk about the jobs we really do, with the, you know, because they don't want us to get the credits. And they think it's because we don't have a union, you know, because we're ethereal. But of course no one ever told you, well, why would we be, how can a narrator... Be omniscient. How can they be a third person or a first person? How do they communicate? Yeah, we're, well, we don't get any credit, but it's part of, you know, they say, well, maybe you're a muse. I say, well, I've never been treated like a muse. Oh boy, the podcasting guy's coming. I got to go. So we're joining them. He's watching me. Uh, we're joining them in the courthouse now. And Richard looks a little peeved off. Okay, buddy. I'm totally calm. Don't worry. Well, Richie, I'm just worried. You, you, you seem, I, just, I was just hoping we would get a resolution, maybe not to, you see, I'm worried. Oh, yeah, you don't need to worry about me at all. I'm going to just totally go to bed now. Well, see, that's the thing. I'm still worried, Richie, because uh, I just don't get why. Don't you think it's strange we're just being sequestered here in a new way? Well, sequestered in the old courthouse, just like a jury, eh, James? Yeah, but I don't think we're jury members. We're we're we're, we're pretending we're actors going to put in a, in a play. As far as I could tell, is a perf- it's a no no no. It's a work of art, James. It's a work of propaganda. You need to just wrap your head around that. Yeah, but uh, okay. Just hear me out, because I'm, wor- I'm just worried about you, and I want your play to be the best, you know. I mean, one, don't you think it's strange we can't meet? I mean, 
our access to this city is being controlled. I guess that doesn't, it's not strange, I guess, since it's a secure city. Uh, James, you need to have some patience is what it is. And once we start this propaganda machine via my play, everything will be fine. Yeah, but Richie, how, I think the nature of propaganda is you have to know, I didn't study it, but I'm familiar with the concepts, you know, like WW1, WW2. Don't you have to know your audience to have effective propaganda? Uh, James, they're human beings. Uh, So I, I will be appealing to their human nature. Yeah, but we're in this culture that we have no familiarity with, that we're pretending to play actors playing us, and that we have some mythical role in their society. Uh, So don't you think we should learn a little? Maybe we could get to the library or something. Oh, geez, why didn't you ask that already? you got to go to the library. But they wouldn't even let us go to the quarantine. Yeah, but shouldn't we, can we ask to go to the library next time? Uh, let's just work on the play. Let's get some sleep, buddy. You're just too worried about me. Oh, I appreciate it, my friend. Well, let's lie down and let's get some sleep. You, you probably should get some rest first, you know, because you're... Okay, Richie, I guess I am maybe a little bit tired and, and worried. I've just been doing so much thinking, but you, you know me. My, my As soon as I head hits the pillow... Uh, usually, okay, just relax, James. Your buddy's here. I've had to put you to sleep before. Lie down. Your buddy Richie's so tired, James, so tired of working on the play. And, you know, I feel for your worrying, so so I'm going to sit here and talk to you a little bit about um, uh, rabbits bouncing over your bed. There goes one rabbit, James, are you... Resting as the two rabbits go over your bed, fuzzy little rabbits with poofy little tails. Three rabbits and four, oh, all the rabbits jumping over your bed as my best friend rests and doesn't worry. He's falling into five and six rabbits. Seven and eight. Now, and you'd say, you you might wake back up because you say, well, they're bouncing back and forth now, so the room is not filling with rabbits, James. And they're not going somewhere strange. They're just jumping back and forth over your bed, bunny, hopping, hopping bunnies. Back and forth, Richie, singing to James. I'm not really singing, I'm just narrating the bunnies hopping back and forth, back and forth, James. And, oh, Richie's so tired that he's falling asleep, so deep asleep, James. How many bunnies have you counted? That's Richie. Ah, yes, Husna. That's my favorite number. That's one of the names of the bunnies, Richie. Saying to James, falling deep asleep. So deep asleep. James, could you answer another question? How many bunnies have fuzzy tails? Oh, James can't answer that question with the floppy ears. 
Richie wonders if James knows if any of the bunnies have floppy ears. No. No, they don't, or do they? I said, I think I'm going to sit up. My buddy's asleep, I think. Oh, I'm, I'm James, I'm about to fall asleep. How about you? Oh, yeah. Hey, better get you right. I'm going to use a bathroom first before I slip in that deep sleep. Okay, just going to go to the bathroom. I better put my socks on, though, my shoes. And I'm just talking about the bunnies as I walk to the restroom. But yeah, it's a good thing I have all this woolen coat. I think I'll put this coat on. I'm a little cold in my bed with the bunnies here. And if I was listening correctly, as I exit to go just to the jury room restroom... And not this other door that Anya used that I stuck a piece of paper in the door before she came back to tell us. No, yes, it's still open. <laughs> and as I listened, as she walked off down the hall, I'm pretty sure she headed down this way to the right Oh, Judge's Lounge, what is that, I wonder? But I think that's where... Oh, and of course there would be a secret entrance for the judges, of course, so... That must be how she came, quite dark. Using that moonlight streaming in, it's still a bit dark, though. But I'm going to go down this hallway here, walking. Oh, did I shut that door? Well, the paper's in it, I guess I should have faked uh, something so when James sees it, but that's okay. I'll be back. Well, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but I'm just going to walk down this hall here, and then, okay. So there's the judge's lounge. I don't want to look in there. But there's the uh, exit. Uh, oh, this must be the bank. I wonder if they sought to lock this door. Oh, they probably locked it from the outside. So I'll just get some paper and shove it in this little thing here. The door's open. All right. That way the door won't lock behind me. Oh, and this is just a little you know, entryway here. And Well, they have a little coat rack. This is nice. Oh, look at this. The judge must have left a bowler hat. I think I'll put that on. That'll definitely... They'll never recognize me now. And then I'll see what's behind this door. I've got a little bit more paper here. I think this is Act 2A. That's okay. I'll just rewrite it here, shove it in this. I'm like a spy from one of those novels James was talking about reading obsessively. Oh, and now let's see outside. Holy mackerel, it's dark out here, though. Is this... This is a... What is this? These are stairs, and that seems to be some sort of... That's a tree. The only thing I have to see by is moonlight. And I can see a line of trees. I wonder what time... Oh, I should have set my clock. I think it was... Wait, I never knew what time it was. I knew it was night. 
Me and James never got it set to their time, but it must be later so I don't hear a peep, barely. Some bugs. Some wind. I can hear some mechanical humming noises in the distance. Uh, but it's strange that there's no light on. Okay, here's a pass, though. This is a full moon's handy in this situation. A map would be handy. I can't believe the entire city. I wonder if there's a power outage or something. Because, yeah, you can see behind me this is a courthouse lit in the moonlight. Beautiful, beautiful old, old foe, foe, you know. I guess that is a real, it's a beautiful courthouse. Place for a beautiful show, but I can't, I don't know, I'm being called. Called to the quarantine. Maybe that should be the name of the play. I don't know how I'm going to find the quarantine, though, but I can't just stay in there. Let them tell me what to do. I need it. It's an essential part of this. Or I'm being, I can't tell what I'm being driven by. I, this doesn't make any sense. I should just ride the play. And that'll then be people will love me, but something's forcing me to act inside me. Seek out. But I guess that doesn't make it okay, so let's follow this path. I don't know why there's no street lights or city lights. It must be a power. Oh, whoa. That just a pole just lit up. It's a, a gas lamp. It has a little stink to it, a sulfur stink, though. But I guess that's a gas lamp. But I, Oh, and then the next, uh, look at that next light. Uh, and that must be the next light down there as I get to the edge of the. That layup, that one goes on. So this is a path, but when I'm in the light, I can't see much off of the path, so these lights aren't really helping me. I'm sure if I was uh, following this path here, uh, it's going to lead me somewhere, but they'll probably, and uh, you'll be on to me. So I guess I could just go off the path here and head into these trees, so what could possibly go wrong? As I stay in this path, the only thing I'm going to be able to see is the path and the lights. And I'll head into these trees, and then I'll come back. If I can't find anything, I'll just head straight through this first uh, row of trees. Oh, this is a clearing here through these trees. This is a blue, the grass looks blue in the moonlight. And look, there's a pond down there. Yeah, this is a park, I suppose. This could be their city. This could be the central park of the city because it seems to go on for a while. Oh, and breathtaking now, just like Central Park. The buildings aren't as big, but I can see at the distance across from this clearing above the trees. Those are some buildings. And wow, rising behind it is the mountains against the moonlight. Even the snow... Jagged peaks, this is, uh, humbling. I could stand here and enjoy this uselessly for a while, but I need to keep my... Maybe I could find someone to help me. I don't know where it would... We never asked what the population was here, I guess. That was another mistake we made. But, uh... Huh. Looking around this park... Oh boy, I don't know about park people. My mother always warned me about people in parks. I don't know, that was my, my wife. That day. We, she said, warn the children. Oh no, I told her to warn the children about parks and people. 
Uh, but yeah, there. I guess I could go deeper into this park here. Maybe stay along the edge of these trees. No one will see me. Wait a second. In that dark spot there. There are trees. I see something. That's the only other light I've seen. All these towering buildings and... There's one orangish light. I'll, I'll just head to it. What, what, what could possibly go wrong, you know? Moonlight and orange light. And it looks further. Oh, but as I said, okay, I'm walking along these trees. This is a very beautiful park. This is good to smell the air. It almost feels like a... I can feel a sea. Warm. This is a beautiful place to live, I could tell. Okay, but I can see there the light's getting closer, so it must have been... Oh, I guess because I'm on a rise, it's down over this next... It's down under that next thing down there. Okay, I'm just going to keep walking here. It's getting closer. I'm hearing voices. Seems to be people talking. It's coming from that light, too. And I can just get the sense of burning wood. It's probably a campfire. So we could be, a, yeah, I think I have to observe at a distance. But just like the light of the lamps obscured my ability to view. Oh, I hear laughter, though. And I can even hear crackling now as I get closer. There's some heart, I can hear some hearty laughter. And talking. Oh, yeah, as I can see, there's a group sitting around that fire. There's a man there. Is that a man? I can't tell, standing there, facing the group next to the fire. What if he's telling a story? He seems to be just telling a story. Uh, let me get closer to behind this tree. I'll just sit and listen and watch. Uh, what is he saying? I said, uh, oh, wait, I can just hear him. And so was the motion... Of the giants that broke open the earth, and and then that was allowed them to spill force. And now those rifts are closed, and the giants have gone away. As we all know, as we heard the tales as we were children, of them pulling at the poles. So, and then, of the, of what was sent forth. Around our forefathers that were lucky enough to land here. But now they tell us not to worry. Not to worry why don't we have any giants? Or why don't we have any minions roaming about? That maybe they're out there somewhere. That maybe their work is done. But what I have to say to all of you is that their work is missing, it's not done. And that without the giants and without the minions, uh, there is no crucible to melt and reform, to bind our society together. They were what bound us together. And without them, as in the passing decades, 
have gone on of generation of generation without the impact of the spilling forth and all that. Our whole way of life is in danger. How's that, everybody? Does, does that seem like it'll work good? No. no. Would you say, Mary Lou? Yeah, I, I mean, I've I practiced a couple times, but I figure... I don't think they're going to go go with us anyway. And I just, I really, I know that there's not a lot of us that believe this. And I know that I'm the one, I don't know, I, I don't know how to, because I, I said, they said, use the hero's journey. Remember when they were teaching that? And they said, well, aren't the giants the hero? I said, but I, I'm not, I don't know the giants. But we have to find a way to get this across, you know. We need, we need, a, uh, you need some help, young man. Uh, I was just listening out there. And I couldn't help you, but here you are. Uh, sounds like you're in a bit of a pickle as far as your uh, story goes. What? Who are you? I'm just uh, passing by, you know. Just here for a walk in the park. And, uh, oh, yeah, I thought we saw some lights go off across the way. Yeah, would you like to join us? We were just talking about the past, you know. You're a bit older than us, you know, but you're welcome to join us. Oh, yes, you're all uh, young adults here. Hello, young adults. Uh, Just a man in a bowler cap out for evening stroll. Well, that's an interesting cap you have, sir. You're dressed very warmly. Aren't you warm? Uh, yeah, by the fire I am a bit warm, but it's nice to sit here. Do you mind if I sit between you two? Yeah, that's Mary Lou. She's very helpful. And that's Darren there. Uh, my name's Malik, and it's good to have you here. We Yeah, we were just talking about the giants and the minions. I know a lot of people don't like to talk about that stuff anymore. And they even say, oh, well, that's, you know, it's it's in the Book of Legend and things. But people are stopping to believe, you know, I believe that that was true and not a legend. That giants grabbed the poles of the earth, and re- or that it's close to true. Do you know what, do I mean the difference between a story uh, made up and a story loosely based on events versus a story that really happened? Uh... I do, but I I think if if I was hearing you correctly, young man, uh, you know, I'm a bit of a storyteller myself. You might be able to figure that out after a while. But you were trying to, you you seem to think that the giants were good for the people of the world. Like that uh, they motivated the people. Yeah, exactly. Like they, uh, people, every once in a while... When this first, when Bessos was first built, in the first few generations here, they would feel the shaking of the giants that still remained. And some things science could explain away, but some things just science just could not, you know. Or they would say it's just concentrated in the North and the South Pole. But, you know, there's plenty of first-hand accounts of the giants coming in or looking in or being sighted, you know, people coming and traveling and saying I've seen giants about. And they said they weren't that, 
you know, and then everything else that happened, the spilling forth of the, uh, of the helpers, right? The uh, spilling forth of the, is that the, but we, well, we didn't, the helpers, no. The, uh, the people that, uh, you, you know, the, 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 what's in the book, uh, book. Uh, well, yes, I, I, I guess, young man, let's not talk about details. Let's talk about motivation. Because uh, you were saying that the giants and the spilling forth thing it would keep people motivated to be cruci- crucibled, you know, together. It'd keep people together. Is that what you were saying? Uh, why, yeah, yeah. I think most elders say just follow, you know, just stay a part of society. Society is fine. Things are fine. Don't worry. They say, Malik, you, you worry too much. You think too much. Things are good here, and all you have to do is choose to be a part of the good. But I, I think there's signs that we're not afraid of any, anymore. You know what I mean? That the giants and the earth, that soon people are going to want to just go out there in the world. And there's even talk about expositions out there of starting new settlements and I, I'm just afraid that that's going to break up what we have here. And uh, I hear what you're saying, my buddy. You mind if I call you buddy? Uh, no, it's just we. Yeah, yeah, you know my my parent. Yeah, that's fine. Now you young people are here gathered, you're, you're wiser. I can see it on your faces, uh, uh, Darren. Is that it, uh, Darren and Malik? And Mary Lou, uh, you know, you want a way to keep keep things, your society together, to keep it together, right? And you feel like the old way, people have forgotten the old ways of doing things, is that correct? The old way of believing. Be afraid. Stay together. Keep things good. Because out there it's no good. Is that, is that what you're saying, buddy? That's exactly what I'm saying, sir. And, you know, how about I lay this on you, Darren? Because I'm a bit of a writer, you know. And I've been working on something. Now, I've been reading some even older books than you may have even had access to. Older books? Uh, handed down, word of mouth, but, but word of mouth books that some people took, wrote down. And then they, you know, he said, well, did you write it down or is it word of mouth? And he said, well, it's both. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm familiar with it. And what if we could, uh, you know, those older books, they use something a little different, a little similar to what you're saying. You know, the giants are, you know, let's, let's, let's behave here. Let's keep, as you're saying, things work good, uh, you know, but now... With the visceral impacts of that waning with each passing generation, you're gonna you're, sooner or later. You young people are wise enough to know you're gonna find yourself in a little bit of a a motivation gap. It's what you're saying, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. We just have to find. We just have to re re. I, I don't know what to do. That's why I'm so worried. I think and I think and I think how to keep things together. Yes, and. uh you just love this society, you love the people, and, and you love this rare thing you have. 
and, and also this this is it you know we have to we have to keep humanity it's our duty uh, to choose to be a part of the future of humanity and and I don't want to people say well we want more you know we we strive for more isn't that okay I get you I get you that's your high you're you're good you're a good good young man you know all of you young people are uh, but uh, what if I lay a little? What if you were to change motivations? What do you mean? Now it seems like, what if these giants are gone away? What if that was a historical? You know, what if that really was old and in the past? And you're you're saying, well, we could stir it back up, but, but people say, well, we haven't seen a giant in three hundred years, right? Is that what they tell you? The buffoons. I'm sorry. How how, do, how does a buffoon? No, no, no. That's is that what they tell you? There's no giants. So why are you talking about giants, Malik? You give it up. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what they say. Uh, well, what if I told you I, I, in these older books I read that I'm writing about? I've got something going. A little uh, performance I'll be doing soon with a whole nother way of motivation. Uh, what do you mean a whole nother way of motivation? Uh, now, you might not believe it by the way I'm talking, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a guest here. I'm not actually uh, uh, a longtime member of your society. Oh, wait a second. You're, you're from the ceremony. You're the Richard Warren Sears. The, the, you're, well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm an actor uh, playing Richard Warren Sears. A playwright, actually. Usually I stay in character, but I'm just... Uh, so impressed by you young people. Please don't share with anyone uh, anything about this. Please, I need you to, to, to maintain some trust with me. Oh, yeah. So so you have some ideas from the outside. We'd love to talk to you more. Well, yeah, one of these ideas I have from the outside that I've learned I'd like to share with you young people. Because you seem to say, well, geez, you're either here. Is that how you guys work it here? You're either you're either here or you're not here, and if you're here, you're part of part of right. If you're here, so you, it, there's no real good or bad. You're just either you live here or you don't. Is that what I'm getting? And if you live here, you should be motivated to help out where you can. Is that how you people do it over here? Yeah, we all. It's all our choice to stay here. Or to not stay here. And if you stay here, you have to be a part of making, keeping humanity going and making this a wonderful place to live so we can flourish. Okay, yeah. And, uh, but without the giants and stuff, you're saying, uh, well, people are going to get tired, you know. Right, that's my fear. Well, yeah, and I've, I've got this other thing, and this is what my play's about, so maybe you could come see my play. It's about this other way of motivation. Because here, you're not good or bad. You're just here or, or you're not. What if you kind of did, did, there was more degrees where you said, well, I'm not worried about, uh, I'm worried about something down. I think it's better if I do it in a play. It's called Sin. Have you heard of Sin before? I think we... I think they've talked about that. That's kind of that real old stuff that didn't work, right? And that's what they said. Maybe that was what brought on the giants and things. 
Yeah. Yeah, well, it'll work, believe me. I want to help you people help your society. What do you say? Mary Lou, what are you doing? Well, Mary Lou, Mary Lou wants to be a playwright, too, that she's trying to give me feedback on how to... Oh, you're touching my forearm, though. There's something about... Wait a second. Mayor, the warmth of... Holy mackerel. Sir, are you okay? What should we call it? I, I'm getting a... I guess I'm a little overheated. I need to lie down for a second here. I, uh, I know. Oh, wait, there's a man running. Who? Richie, Richie. Oh, hey, what the heck? Richie, what's wrong with my friend Richie? I'm Richie's friend James. What, what do you guys do? He said he's not feeling well. He was, he's got that coat on. I think he's overheated from the fire. Okay, well, I'm James. Uh, yeah, just lie him down. Oh, you're putting him in your lap. Oh, no. Oh, uh, I, my, I, yeah. Okay, I'm James. Well, I'm Malik. That's Mary Lou that's, that's taking care of your buddy Richie. And that's Darren That, that, that that's wave, waving, trying to get his coat off. Should we get his coat off? Yeah, let's get his coat off. Yeah, let's get his coat off. Thank you so much for, for he, he got lost. He's a, a method. Oh, he was just telling us, he's, you guys are method actors. And he was telling us about his play. Yeah, and I don't know if we're supposed to be out or anything. Um, like we were at the courthouse, and I think he he was sleepwalking or something. Maybe that's why he doesn't feel good. Let me just whisper to him. Uh, excuse me, Miss Mary Lou. Uh, hey, hey, buddy, it's me. I'm here. I woke up. You were gone. Uh, yeah, James, let me whisper to your ear. I I found the quarantine. And I'm just feeling a little lightheaded because I don't know if something inside me is pitted. My heart's racing in a wonderful way. I'm flooded, so I just need to lie down in here. Oh, James, I could sing, though. I found the quarantine. And these people, they want to see the, they want to know more about the play. But you're okay, Richie. You're not, there's nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with me at all. This is a quarantine I found. Okay, you're, he, he gets like this, so don't worry, Malik, uh, Darren, Mary Lou. Um, uh, the thing, what, did you guys hear that noise? That sounds like some sort of siren. Oh, yeah, that's the choice alarm. Uh, the choice alarm. Yeah, the choice alarm, they're coming. Oh, you can see the torches. There's people with torches coming towards us. They're spilling off the paths. So it's time to choose. Uh, time to choose what? Well, the choice alarm's been, so they're coming here. Probably for you guys. You probably weren't supposed to leave or something because you're not a part of the society yet. So this is like some kind of secret police are coming for us? Well, no, it's not a secret. That's why they have the alarm. Everyone knows what it means, the choice alarm. So it's like the police, they're coming to t- take us because we, we wanted to meet you? And uh, No, no, it's not really. Uh, just, don't worry, they'll be here in a minute. But, but you can see them, they're coming. It'll be fine. It's it's just, uh, it's a ceremony and stuff. It's okay. Uh, Richie, I think we're going to get in a little, 
Oh, yeah, James, we're good. So good. Okay. Okay, well, I guess we'll just wait for this choice thing to happen. Hey, everybody, this is the narrator. This seems like a good place to choose to stop the story, if you don't mind me saying so for tonight. So thanks for coming by, and we'll be back with you real soon. You know, I was thinking that there's like all these, uh, there's all these phylums that I'm uh, uh, thankful for. I want to say thank you and good night to some of them. Uh, there's a, there's a genus. PayPal donators is a genus, and there's a Kimberly P P. Thanks, Amanda L. Thanks, Alicia S. Thanks, thanks. Uh, those are all in the friendly friend phylum. There's Greg H. Eva Han, Fred F, uh, Liana H, uh, Eric K. Those are all the, the, the good buddies, Phylum. And there's uh, Jerwin. And there's Jerwin R, uh, Sabrina U, Angel M. Those are in the sweet supporter, Phylum. And there's Elizabeth O. Carl H, Robert G, Lowell F, and those are in the uh, uh, Journalism for Goodness camp. Then there's Curtis W, Joseph L, uh, Donna O, and Rachel T, and those are in the Sugar Toes camp. And I don't name these scientists, do, so, you know, don't blame me. And there's a YouTube uh, kingdom. It's called a kingdom. And there's Mika Potato. That's Potato Bugs. Thank you. Uh, J.C. Uh, they're in the Lord and Lady phylum. Uh, Blue Star in the Lucid phylum. Uh, Babu is in the uh, Boo Boo phylum. Uh, Aiken. Uh, it's in the laughing and laying column. Uh, Sosa's in the lean back column. Sosa supporter column. Uh, Fitley's in the former shopping channel column. Evan S. is in the uh, my buddy column. Uh, Displeasing C. is in the uh, CS Sweet It Can Be column. Uh, Tiff B, friendly, friendly friends column. Uh, Mikasaur, they're in the former dinosaurs. I Heart Vids, they're in the Vid Lovers camp. Uh, Gaming Hands, they're in the uh, Hands Helping Hands, Old Hands camp. Allie T, fun to be me camp. Uh, you got it. They're in the, you got it, they're in that camp. Oh no, Lee, so nice to see. Uh, body loves in the middle, you know, lovers of body uh, camp. Pulse fires in the news camp. Uh, Sarah M is in the uh, uh, Jar Jar camp. Uh, Blue Dollars is in the sleeping in camp class camp. Laddie W is in the uh, A Whole Lot of Love camp. And then we have the comment on the website camp. That's Joy W. Who's in the random scrolling and then sleeping camp? Thank you. Uh, Paul V uh, is in the RWJC camp. 
uh, Christie's in the, uh, you got a friend in need, friend in need camp. Uh, Julie with an I is in the uh, Dickenshire camp. Mel T's in the Down Under camp. And the Meta camp, too. Uh, Betty F's in the uh, Tr- Trader Joe's camp. Uh, Jazz is in the BBC World Service camp. Uh, Gail R is in the Kindness camp. Amina is in the Lifesavers camp. Uh, Kaylee's uh, in the uh, Sampler camp. Michael K's in the Asleep camp. Michael K's Asleep camp. Currently Kelly's in the Currently Drifting Off to Sleep camp. At currentlykelly.com. Just to wake Kelly up. Sorry, Kelly. Nancy's in the Rumination camp. Uh, Billy D's in the... Uh, Wife and Me Camp, John's in Z's Camp, Michelle's in uh, Project Greenlight Camp, and probably Rick's in the Rick and Morty Camp. All right, thanks, everybody. Good night.